Welcome to Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, the podcast that deals with all things mental health. We talk to professionals, survivors, and loved ones about their sometimes informative, sometimes uplifting, and sometimes tragic stories. I'm your host of the show, Todd Rennebaum, advocate, recovering addict, experienced sufferer of depression and anxiety, and author of the children's book, Sometimes Daddy Cries. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bunny Hugs and Mental Health here on the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I am Todd Rennebaum. So, it's been an interesting week. <coughs> Excuse me. I have COVID. I'm almost over it, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, a weird week. Both my kids and my wife and I all got COVID. It's just the thing to get right now. Uh, anyway... Another cool thing that happened this week is uh, on the website Feedspot, the podcast Bunny Hugs and Mental Health went up from 7th best mental health podcast in Canada up to 6th. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so thank you for all the guests and everyone for listening. And it's, 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 it's really cool that that happened. Before I get too far ahead, I just want to say thank you to Pym Moochoos. That's P-Y-M Moochoos. For sponsoring this episode, you can go to youcanpim.com and order yourself some moochus, and it helps with anxiety. and And uh, when you're feeling stressed out, you have a little moochoo, and you know, bring that anxiety right down back to normal levels. So, thank you, you can pim. Uh, this week's podcast, I am speaking to Haley Rose. She goes by Mind Mood on Instagram. And that's how I met her, was on Instagram. She uh, has a little account there, and it's all about mental health and being bipolar and having psychosis and all this stuff. But she has a bit of a twist on things, and she makes little videos and little comedy sketches. And I thought it was really amusing and really, really uh, a good idea to put some humor in in uh, some of this stuff so i reached out to her and uh yeah she's a really fun guest she's really funny really nice really sweet and we had a really great conversation it was kind of a long episode uh we kind of got babbling she also has adhd so uh we we're both very good at talking and once in a while we go off topic a bit but uh uh it's a longer episode i considered doing two episodes uh, splitting it up, but I thought, ah, let's just do one longer episode and and just enjoy it once and uh, move on to the next episode. So, without further ado, I give you Haley Rose. So, you are an Instagrammer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, lots of people are, but uh, <laughs> I, what, what would you say? You're a mental health advocate? Like, what would you say your page is? Mental health advocacy slash comedy... I would say I would say primarily it's a mental health activism kind of page or advocacy page um, because obviously that's the main point and sometimes I'm not funny um, right. I'm just talking you know <laughs> but like I, I I prefer I prefer things to be fun and, and enjoyable but yeah you know sometimes I can be a serious you know drama queen uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 uh, advocacy or activism kind of done in an entertaining way. Because right. I want this to be something that people enjoy, whether, you know, they were into the topic or not in the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, it's kind of funny talking to you as you, 
because you almost do play a character and I was kind of expecting the character in a way, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 uh, I definitely kind of put a little more of something, you know, I'm a little more like focused and in a zone, I guess, but I do still have facial expressions that are kind of large, you know what right. I mean? So like I, you know, and, and a lot of the time I hope people don't think I'm like performing when I'm just talking like every day or whatever, but you know, yeah. uh, how many followers do you have? Like, are you getting a lot of great feedback because of your? Yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting so a lot of a lot of people saying that it's helping them, which makes me feel really good. Uh, a lot of people are saying my favorite, my favorite bit of feedback that I'm getting is people saying, "Oh, I didn't know this was a thing," or "Oh, I didn't know about that," or somebody else saying, "Oh my god, I thought I was the only person." Right. You know what I mean? Like those two yeah. kinds of responses are my absolute favorite because that's the whole point of what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some things you've posted where it's like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I could totally relate, I guess. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I Good. felt exactly like I'm the only one that feels that way or does that stupid little thing, but, um, but it's, it is very relatable and you find humor in the things that aren't obviously humorous too, which, which yes. I, I really like. And that's, that's kind of why I sort of, like, you know, I started following and sharing and liking. And so I thought that's why you would be an interesting guest too, because Thank you. Um, a lot of people I talk to, almost everyone I talk to, it's, it's very serious conversations, which is, yes. there's definitely a place for that. And, but there's, there is a lot of humor. Like I, like this is the weird thing about my podcast is I have a dark sense of humor. Me and, too. And, <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is showing my podcast though, because I'm always talking very serious with, you know, right. for good reason, because a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff that I'm, right. I'm sorry, yeah. I shouldn't drink Coke while I'm, oh, you're me. all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it's nice to, to talk to someone and have a little uh, dark humor about, Thank you. Uh, about our, you know, our ailments. Exactly. Uh, there was there was a line that uh, Chris said in Family Guy in like an old episode, but he said, uh, "If I couldn't laugh at myself, I'd be dead by now." And it's true. <laughs> if I couldn't laugh at myself, I'd be dead by now. <laughs> yeah. And or laugh about things because it's like you know, like you get to a point where you're just like, "What the hell else are we gonna do?" Like yeah. everybody's cried so freaking much. Everybody has, you know, been sitting here suffering, been scared, been lonely, been confused, been angry, been whatever, been in a state that they don't understand. But it's like, mm. but isn't it funny? Mm. <laughs> like, isn't this is, you know, and 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 kind of taking taking the piss out of it. I don't know how much language I'm allowed to use. I'm going to try not to. But you cannot I, say piss. I cut. I cuss like a sailor, so I'm going to do my absolute best. So. I'm kidding. You can say whatever you want. Okay, good. Because you saw my face. I'm not like sitting there like challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> Just relax. Relax. You can talk however you want. I cut like Grab. even my husband. My husband's sitting there and he's all like, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Are you watching but, right now? No, no, oh. he's, he's, no, no, no. I'm saying it when I'm talking in every day, like, and he's just okay. like, yeah. And he's just like, come on, like less of the, come on. And he's not like a big, you know, prude or anything, but no. And it's anyway, it was like, you know, when you, you know, you got to take the piss out of stuff because otherwise it's got all that power over you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if Absolutely. you can, if you can learn how to laugh at stuff, not only do everybody can join in in laughter, everyone can join in and cry. Everybody can join in and laugh. 
and there, there's not enough laughing going on, I think, in the world right now today. <laughs> I agree. Sorry, Let I alone my light right now, but oh, I, you're I, all good. I, I fully agree. Like, especially you know, like, let alone with this heavy subject, you know. Yeah, and the, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like to be American, but with all the politics stuff in the last few years there too, and everything, it's like, always. It's yeah, it's very um, polarizing. Everything right now, right? Everything. And yes. Vaccine versus non-vaccine, and all this stuff is just it's and exhausting. and yeah, exactly, and and just all of this kind of stuff, and and even <laughs> even just in the world in general, it's like it's like every every day you wake up. And wish it was yesterday because of all the bullshit that's happening today, you yeah. know, and you just think to yourself, you're like, what fuckery is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, and Let's take one it's like, I never plate. thought every day, every day I wake up and I think, oh, it's not going to, it couldn't get worse than this. And then every day I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and everybody's so, I think everybody's really sick of it, to be honest with you. I don't think even the outrage mob is like, mate, give it a rest. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even the outrage mom is like, oh my God, I'm in no mood today. You know, like, yeah. Even the Karens are getting tired. Even the Karens are all like, I have stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what will unite us all is so much shit. Exactly. Uh, like need. when are we going to get tired and just say, you know what? I can't anymore. Like, <laughs> like there was this, there was this Australian guy who used this sound, you know, you get like the sounds off of reels and stuff like that. And you can make <clears> your <throat> own thing with them. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. Well, yeah, you can, you can get a sound <laughs> that everybody's using. Um, but like he got this sound um, and I think he was the originator of it, but you know, in Australia, it's like, they're all basically imprisoned in their houses right now. Mm -hmm. But like, <laughs> he's like, hello, everyone. I want you all to know I am not coping. I am not coping right now. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't blame you. Nobody is, but especially you, you know, like, Jesus. Good accent. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> this is my Australian accent. No, why? No, why? <laughs> That's all I can say. No, why? My wife watches a lot of Australian TV for some reason. Oh, really? A lot of reality shows. Well, it's like uh married at first sight australia and uh oh she, god she was watching some housewives ones and, housewives. Yeah. so you watch all the you watch all the there's a there's a show uh or there's a network that hosts all that kind of stuff in america and it's probably only in america but it's called tlc no 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 we have it and it, i don't know what it stood for but like that's the one that showed the learning shows channel all, like, the, yeah the learning channel oh, the learning channel <laughs> But it shows all like the 90 day fiance and like yeah, the my yeah. 600 pound life and all this stuff. So I always call it the trash lovers channel. <laughs> and funny, I watch it, it anytime. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I love my wife to death and I do love trashy TV. But the other morning, sorry, we're not really talking about mental health stuff much right now. What kind of my story does kind of. So in the morning, I like I have my rituals and, you know, I have to jack myself up in my brain before going to work and and i work for my best friend so it's lovely people but still you know no negative anything well she had the day off and she it's like 7 30 in the morning and she's watching um oh god a bunch of assholes that work in a restaurant for a rich lady in california uh i can't think of the show she she was one of the housewives of beverly hills at one time Oh, okay. I hadn't watched any of those. Vanderpump Rules. 
Oh, okay. She watches that, and it's just like the worst people on earth. And it's seven thirty in the morning, and I said, oh, I said it's way too early for this. This is yeah, but you know what sucks is it's like that's how people are in LA. A lot of them, a huge amount of them, either that or they're like scary, like scary in different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like that's not just seven thirty. That's seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty, twelve thirty, one thirty, three in the morning. That's that's that you're surrounded in that swill of negativity yeah. all day. <laughs> and I swear it, like it was the middle of the pandemic last year when I moved out here. Mm. And I ended up having to go to the hospital when I got out here because it was the peak of my very first real manic episode. But that's a different story. But the point is, even though all that was happening, I still felt more mentally at peace here than I did over there. Right. Well, and I've never Barbara. been manic over there at all. <laughs> I've been to Santa Barbara a few times. And I, I don't find the people, yeah, I don't find the people too bad there. I mean, they're pretty chilled out. and That's more Central California and Northern California. Whole different story. Oh, I see. Whole different story. When you're talking about SoCal, that's the LA, that's the Orange County, that's the San Diego, and that's just the like, please buy area, right. you know. Before we go too much further, let's, let's get to know you a little bit. Okay. So, do you mind me asking your age? Yes, I am 32. Okay. Married? Yes. Yes. Kids? No. And diagnosis? Um, do you want the whole burrito or just, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to hear your okay. story and kind of why you got into doing what you're doing and stuff. <laughs> an entire burrito. Yes. Uh, so just the burrito list, I suppose. Um, I have ADHD. Um, I deal with, oh, are you there? Yeah. You, you're just freezing okay, for a sec, but you're still there. Sorry. Yeah. You were freezing a bit too. Um, just want to make sure I have ADHD. Uh, I deal with body dysmorphia, body dysmorphic disorder. It's a form of OCD. Um, sorry, I was kidding. I was faking it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking so hard. I was lost. I was all like, hey, that's normal. What he's doing is normal. It's fine. <laughs> I interrupted you, right? <laughs> no, your burrito okay. List. no, it's okay. So it's, uh, so I have that. And then I have, uh, I suppose I have uh, complex PTSD, which I haven't even touched that yet. That's still like in the queue. You know what I'm saying? Like I've not even gone near that because uh, there's just all these things that I've been tackling one time. Um, right. And then uh, I have, uh, let me see, schizoaffective bipolar disorder, which yeah. is bipolar one with just a sprinkling of schizophrenia. Right. But not like enough where someone would say like, oh, yes, she absolutely acts like she has schizophrenia or whatever. Like, right. it's just a sprinkling, like, you know, like sprinkles <laughs> on a donut. What's that mean? I'm most I'm 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 mostly bipolar, I would say. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I just talked to someone else uh, who was schizoaffective and bipolar, oh, really? bipolar one. And it's when yes. she's in her upswing that she gets the symptoms of the schizophrenic thing yes well the thing with uh schizoaffective is you can get it you can get the psychosis which is the defining factor you can mm -hmm. get it whether you're having a mood episode or not and this summer because i didn't i thought i figured i just had psychosis while i had you know mood episodes and bipolar mm -hmm. one um and uh but then I, I i wasn't in a specific mood episode and I had this kind of psychotic kind of 
like big psychotic episode, which was freaking me out to the point where I went to, um, you know, I got I checked into a psych unit for a few days and, and I had to get myself sorted out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then that was when they looked at it and said, oh, it's probably more like schizoaffective bipolar disorder. Um, but uh, uh, for the bipolar, it's definitely bipolar one at this point. It was bipolar two because I'd only ever had hypomania, but I'd had very, very deep depressions, like long and very deep and very what one would classify as severe for many, many months at a time. Hmm. Um, but uh, then all of a sudden, like I said, like maybe a year and a half ago, I didn't even realize it. I thought that I was just becoming a little bit superhuman because I was moving across the country and doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turned out I was manic. So <laughs> I wasn't a superhuman after all. That was, it was mania. <laughs> so I didn't realize that I just figured I was becoming like a kind of a, you know, demigod that didn't need sleep anymore or whatever. And it's like, no, that's mania. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. <laughs> well, at least you put it to good work for you. Uh, sort of. Yes. I drove, I drove my, uh, I was the sole driver for four days, almost 2,200 miles. And when it was time to sleep, I just, I just laid in the back seat and I was just like, I was looking around and I'm all like, I'm going to text some people. I'm going to talk to them. I can't sleep. Like blah, blah. I was like guzzling down this like sleep stuff. Like it's NyQuil. I don't know if you guys have that. <laughs> yeah. We're not that different. It's just an imaginary line. My husband, well, no, my hu- my husband's from England. They don't have NyQuil over there, so I didn't know. Uh, but um, there's an ocean but, yeah. between them. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, like, no, but no, but I'm saying that like I'm drinking like just I'm just like drinking it like it's juice or something, and like I'm not going to sleep, and so I'm sitting there texting, and you know, my husband wakes up and he's all like, "Have you slept?" I'm like, "Yeah, like 20 minutes." Let's go. You know, like <laughs> maybe you have a codeine addiction. Uh, no, <laughs> that stuff did not, it just, it did nothing. It did absolutely nothing. Um, and that's, and, and I didn't even put two and two together until like I was screaming and being dragged into the hospital because I got there and one of my plants had died. And for some reason, like that was just it. Mm-hmm. I was just like this big thing. And they're like, okay, she needs medical help. Let's, let's go take <laughs> It's like That's I was like funny. rolling under the bed and like kicking at people and stuff. <laughs> like, you can laugh about it now, though. Yeah, of course you can. You know, and <laughs> I tell people it's like my first manic episode culminated in me behaving like a feral cat because it did. <laughs> so you know. Um, well, I noticed you, but, you posted the other day what it's like to have uh, psychosis. Yes. It was like weird movements and it was like a shadow person kind of in the corner of your eye kind of thing. And I, I found that because I've, I've never had so psychosis. I've had lots of other types of <laughs> problems, but never had psychosis. So that I found that extremely interesting and helpful for me because, you know, I'm talking to people with psychosis all the time and interviewing people. So now I kind of have uh, a hint of what it's like. So I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And, and, and I, I would want to just say like, that's a, I have a very, in terms of the hallucinations and things like that, mine are very, very mild mm-hmm. and a bit confusing at best. You know what I mean? And I feel so lucky. I'm not like seeing my demons and like hearing people talking to me and stuff. And like, I, I'm so like, my heart goes out to people who actually deal with that mm-hmm. level of that. Um, 
for me, the majority of it stays in, you know, like episodes where I'll get delusional or I'll get paranoid or I'll think, uh, you know, things that are very, very true to me in that moment, but are not true mm-hmm. in real life. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I, I realized that I'd been having psychosis so long when I, there was, there was the truth and then there was the truth, but we're not going to bring it up with anybody because they wouldn't understand. So let's just not talk about it. Mm-hmm. That truth, I realized, not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love when I, I got a, a mention the other day on my story and people were like, uh, uh, hello to my other legally insane friend, mind over mood. And I'm all like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of like, feel you. Like, but you got, like, like you said, you know, like you got to make fun of it. Like what, you know, I like that, that psychotic breakdown that I had, I ended up like this summer, I ended up having my first episode of kind of word salad, you know, which is basically where all you can say is just this absolute shite that sounds like an, rejected verse of I am the walrus. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's no sense to these things that you're saying and they don't even necessarily make sense to you. Um, mm-hmm. But I wrote it down. Like I, I put, cause I like to document stuff so that like later when I'm thinking, Oh, that didn't happen. And like, I start gaslighting myself. I look, mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, Oh wait, no, yes, it did. You know, like, cause I do that because I like to be like, Oh, it's not that bad, but like, yeah, it kind of is that bad, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> And so I made like a poetry jam out of it. You know what I mean? Like the word salad and I'm sitting there like kind of jamming to it and everything like later to kind of introduce people to that topic. And it's just like, but I look back at it and, it, and I'm just like, what was I saying? Like, what was that? What the, f-? like, like Thomas Bird peeping poop, <laughs> Biden CDC Fenray. Like what the, f-? like what, like, what is that? You know, like, you don't know what Fenray is? I have no idea. I guess I don't either. I don't know, but it was just this like this stuff that was just coming out and like I couldn't do it or like I'll go catatonic, for example. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, like that window sound was like, you know, and I'm just all like, (laughs) and like, that's just it. And like, I'm done. Like I'm laying there like on the chair or whatever. And I'm just like, "Eh." like, I can't move. I can't do anything, you know? So it's like, those are weird symptoms of psychosis. You know what I mean? Like, that that I think I would, if I had to get rid of something I experienced, it would probably be stuff like that because <laughs> it's not very fun. I'm very lucky though that that's only ever happened. The catatonia has only ever happened when I was somewhere safe, like family's house or my house or something. Like, well, like I don't know what I'd do if like that happened on like the subway or something. People. People probably just all take their phones out and like film me or whatever, and then like upload it and get lots of views. I don't think anybody would help me though. No, no, not even in Tennessee. Well, maybe in Tennessee, but if I was on like a subway in LA, everyone would just be sitting there like poking me, like drawing like dicks on my face and stuff. Like, you know, (laughs) she must be in a band. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she's had a night, (laughs) you know, like. Is she one of the Kardashians? Oh my God. No, like I, no, that's the real accent in California though. Like if I, like if I get like whenever, and it comes out like for me, it it would come out for me if I was ever like getting stoned, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's when it gets its worst. 
Like I'll get stoned. I'll be like, oh my God, I want popcorn. Like, <laughs> I've did heard somebody it. see the what? You know, like can you just sit there? <laughs> That's a yeah. that's a clue of how like how high I am is basically how strong my California accent is. That's a everyone <laughs> who knows me knows, you know. <laughs> well, I've met that girl in Santa Barbara actually. Um, we were renting a house. Yeah, like I have friends in Santa Barbara. That's why we go there quite often. And uh, they rented us a house. And there was some other couple with us too that we had never met. But anyway, and some girl starts smoking pot in the kitchen. And the person we were sharing the house with, they're like, uh, you know, do you mind not smoking pot in here? He's like, it's okay. I know the owner. And he smokes pot in here all the time. All the time. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's not here. We're, we're living here right now. Do you mind not smoking pot in our kitchen? But we don't want you smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Like... No, it's, seriously, he says it's okay. And I was like, no, but. <laughs> We're you, saying. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just laughed. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm and then that's the part where she's like stirring macaroni and being like, what? I don't, I don't understand. Like he said, it's, <laughs> he said it's fine. Like, I don't, do you want some? I mean, I don't. <laughs> and I did, I did have some. <laughs> it was probably great. Santa Barbara's got great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, speaking of getting high um today is my i'm five years sober from alcohol oh congratulations saturday. thank you it's saturday i'm five years sober of like in general from everything but today was uh five years from alcohol so. today is five years oh my god i hope it wasn't assholey of me to no be like to bring anything okay good i just no, want to make no, sure no, that's no. awesome though congratulations that's so hard well, thank you yeah well yeah i went to treatment and stuff when, when I did get sober and, um, and yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's bittersweet. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm five years sober. But then I think of the day I quit and it was like a very dramatic, traumatic experience for my family. The actual anniversary of, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Ugh. so it's cool that it's a five year anniversary that I'm sober, but it's also a five year anniversary of this awful night that I had. So, yeah, but it all turned out fine. Yeah, exactly. And now you're here and look at you and, and you're probably living a lot better than you were at that point. Uh, I'm homeless right now. I, I'm doing this from a ditch. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I had to keep a poker face. I'm like, oh my God, he's serious. I'm going to feel like such a dick for making this. I don't believe you face, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make that bet and take that risk. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so so when did you start your page like you moved to tennessee just this summer and had no psychosis. last summer last summer oh, okay okay psychosis this summer the psycho well the part where i really noticed it was an issue was this summer because that's the thing they always tell you with psychosis is it's like when y you are finally it's accepting that what you're experiencing is psychosis it's not finding out because it all right, seems right. very real and normal to you, yeah. you know? And so to find out that so many things that you, like your senses are not exactly real all the time. Like, that's really like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so you're sitting there, you're like, is this going on or is this not going on? You know, um, or you catch yourself thinking of stuff and you're like, oh, that looks a lot like this actually, huh? Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so relate. when I noticed, I noticed that it 
was undeniably that this summer. But like I I would always chalk it up to like stress or something like that. But like last year I was experiencing it in the summer as well. You know, everybody was still doing the lockdown thing, even here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh I I was just sitting there on the couch and I was just staring at uh the tissue box, the box of tissues on the table. And I said, honey, and my husband goes, What? And I said, the tissue box is breathing because it looked like it was, it was like going like, like expanding and contracting or whatever. And he's all like, okay, I'm going to bed, you know? (laughs) So he just went to bed. (laughs) I don't like, you did like, what do you do when somebody says that? Like, honestly, like I'm not mad. Like, (laughs) I guess I don't know. What do you do? I I think my wife has the hardest part out of our, out of my mental illness, she has the hardest part. Dealing with it and stuff. <laughs> That's much lately, but like when I was when I was using and drinking and suicidal and all that stuff was like, yeah, what the like? I don't know if I would I would have been like, I don't know what I would have done. Oh, I know. I probably would have bounced on me. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, I would have too. Probably. Like, <laughs> no, I'm I'm very lucky. People are like, you know, what's the most important thing? about, you know, a relationship that you absolutely need. And it's like, well, of course I need honesty. You know, I need, you know, authenticity and love and everything. But the first thing that comes to mind is patience. Yeah, I need somebody who can be really, really patient with me. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's true, you know. Same. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm such a flake and all over the place. It's like, I need one grounded thing in my life and that's my life you know like, yeah absolutely yeah, I, I have a job every other year and like i'm all over the place and i'm i go all in when i get a hobby it's not like you know well maybe i'll try it out it's like i'm going all in or nothing and it's, do you have adhd as well i can't remember i've never i i want to get tested i'm pretty sure i do i don't know it's it's weird i don't know i'm i'm kind of scared to get tested too <laughs> find out that there's a reason that certain things are the way they are yeah like i read symptoms and i read stories and stuff and it's like oh my god that sounds just like me in so many ways and then and then not in other ways like you know like i'm not i'm not uh i can like it's more it's more like i get hyper focused than distracted all the time oh no hyper focus is a huge part of adhd oh okay hyper focus to the point sure. yeah <laughs> see one of my family's like, been diagnosed with it <laughs> that's the thing though it's like with with adhd people think it's a lack of attention and it's like no it's only having the ability to pay attention to things that are absolutely not helpful to you in that given moment that's what adhd is like like you know and and laughing or or laughing or or helpful at all by the way but like no like that's the thing it's like i did this video it was like i have three looks and that's it one is i can do anything and everything i'm all over the place like i don't know what's going on the next one is just sitting there in that freeze like i'm supposed to be doing stuff why am i like this why am i like this and the next one i'm sitting there playing my xbox and it's just like a hyper focused thing and somebody's talking i'm like fuck what you know what i mean like because that's what it is. The ones I like, hey, and I'm like, what? <laughs> huh. Well, that sounds nothing like me. <laughs> oh my god! You just, just you just described my you just described my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's been my life, man. Like it's just and it's like you turn like, Lord, I just. But it's actually actually that's what been one of the interesting things. So to answer your earlier question, I started this page in May. Oh yeah, yeah. When'd you start this? <laughs> Two ADHD people. <laughs> this is how two ADHD people talk. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm just putting that out there. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, I started it in March uh, when I was having a manic episode and I made enough content to last for six months. Um, I didn't end up using like half of it because like my direction got more defined, but the point was I made it. So it was there in case I got depressed later and I'd still have stuff to post. And I would literally sit in on the couch for like 16 hours at a time, just sitting there for like two weeks. And I just made all this stuff. And by the way, I also made an equal amount of stuff for a different project that I was doing all in about two weeks. I made a year's worth of stuff. This is what that does. And I was like dancing around at like 3 a.m. making these friggin' reels and stuff. And I'm just like, I need to, I don't need to go to bed. I'm, I'm, I'm a god. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and you, li- you literally believe it. Like, that's the freaky part. Like, it's not like, oh, look at me. I'm a god. Like, I'm a narcissist. Like, no, 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 no. Literally, literally, I'm a god. <laughs> um, yeah. like, that's what happens lie. and you're like <laughs> i've been meditating lately and it's like why am i meditating to the to the universe i am the universe i am the universe yeah no this seriously like i like there was a point where i thought i had basically like a usb style connection to like the god of the universe and i was like typing these like pages and pages of letters as if they were being dictated to me like handing them to like i was like babe babe God told me to tell you this, like what? I'm all like, print it. We got to print like these pages of just shite (laughs) that said nothing like of value. Like, (laughs) but I was like, it came to me. He's like, okay, sweetie, thank you. I'll read this later. You know, (laughs) Uh, you know, (laughs) I don't think you read it and I don't blame him, but (laughs) our spouses should have coffee. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They'd probably be like, so they should probably have like drinks or something. Like, I don't know. Like my husband doesn't even drink, but if he did. um. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my wife recently quit as well for no reason other than like, it's not like she was over drinking, but she was just thought health wise. Solidarity and health wise. Yeah. You know, it does, it does make a good. So I was right. They should meet for coffee. Yes. Yes. Coffee. I was just saying like something a little stronger might be good, you know, uh, (laughs) strong coffee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's been interesting doing, doing this, uh, doing all of this content and stuff, because some of it I make on the fly and then some of it I make, you know, I pre-make because I want to have something specific, you know, but like the ADHD, I did a video about my point of view with ADHD, like early on in my page, like earlier on in my page, it's probably in like June or something. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I basically did like my point of view, trying to get out to the fucking gym in the morning and it took me an hour and a half and that was real time. Right. So I was just filming myself. Like, what am I doing? Like, and these were all of my thoughts because that's what happens. And Hmm. everyone who watched it, who had ADHD. And I, I, like, I asked several people, like I asked probably a handful of people, you know, I was like, did you watch it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I watched other people with ADHD watch it. And they all Hmm. said the same thing. I related to all of it, except this one part where it went like all white and like, you just cut to you being somewhere else. I didn't relate to that. And I'm all like, oh, cause that's, that's a psychotic symptom. <laughs> that just happens to me. <laughs> like, oh, like, and that, that's a dissociation, which is something completely different. Right. But it's it, what the point was, it taught me what's like, it helped me like separate things that I always just attributed to this thing. And so didn't really think about it, but it's like, I, I, 
I realized more and more of these things that like maybe were normal or weren't normal or weren't really a part of that or were kind of a part of that or mm. whatever. And then just on accident and then also meeting people. I have met some of, I believe, the most interesting people in the world. <laughs> yeah, I am friends with people that not a lot of people are friends with. And I find that absolutely crazy. Like, you no, mean? you know, no pun intended. No, I mean, I mean, it's like, I probably know more schizophrenic people. Oh, I see. Than like anybody. <clears throat> I know, I know people who are, you know, like openly like diagnosed with narcissism, openly diagnosed with sociopathy or psychopathy or whatever. And like, I, I've been getting to know so many people, people, other people with bipolar disorder, autistic people, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just all kinds of people, people who are whole systems of people in their head. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like with the dissociative identity disorders and stuff who go by the pronouns we, because they literally kind of are, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, and just all kinds of people from all walks of life who are all very different and also very much the same. And right. it's been very, and, and they don't like, and you see, you know, like you see an illness at first when someone first says it, but then you keep talking, sorry, you keep talking to people and it's like, that was me, <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> now you see all these people, you see these people behind the pathologies and the mental illnesses and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And you're just like, oh, this is really cool. You know what yes. I mean? Like this, Absolutely. like, and I've learned so much about so many different people. Like it's been incredible. And how common it is. Yes. Yes. Like, why is there stigmas? Like there isn't a person I don't like that. I know that doesn't know someone or at least is suffering from, or has suffered from some kind of mental health issue. Yes. Whether it's PTSD, postpartum, schizophrenia, bipolar. Uh, who else did I talk to? There's um, anxiety, like anxiety disorder. Um, what's the other one? The borderline personality. Like, yes, I, I could go just door to door in my small little town and talk to people about mental health issues. And yet, yet there's still stigmas. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, an addiction. Yes. Yeah. That's gotta be a big one because, well, because nobody wants to talk about it because it's like, it's this thing that's considered you know, not a good look or whatever, I guess, but it's, yeah. it's kind of like sex or like buttholes. Like everyone is exposed to it. Everyone has it, but like everyone wants to pretend like they don't, you know what I mean? Like, excuse me. It's, <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I have never, <laughs> there isn't a toilet in my bathroom. There's just an armchair in the wall street journal. Like, like, you know, like everybody like, and, and nobody, you know, it's one of those things where you're scared to say anything because you're just assuming that it's just you. And especially some of the symptoms that people experience that are embarrassing or hard to talk about or scary or like the kinds of shoot, the kinds of illnesses that people have that are scary or, you know, like hard to deal with or that people just have a really misunderstanding of in society. It's like people are scared. So many people don't even show their face. Yeah, And it's yeah. like, that's so not like, there's no reason there's like, I mean, I, I there's a reason, but there shouldn't yeah. be, Yeah, you know? So I, I've spent time in, in the psych ward as well. And, uh, I met a kid that was schizophrenic and had Tourette's and like, just a sweet kid. He was just a sweet kid. And like, that's such a hard one to grow up uh, with, but yeah, but I'm sure, I'm sure he doesn't, you know, like uh, talk about perpetuating a disease or, you know, by putting shame and having that stigma around it so that you can't even 
be completely honest and open and be yourself around everyone and everyone. Like that's, that's something that since I've quit drinking and stuff is just like, I'm unapologetically myself. And, and it's like, I've never felt healthier because. Absolutely. Because why, why, why walk around trying to, you know, not being yourself. So I felt exactly. horrible for this young kid because I'm sure he's constantly trying to hide his Tourette's, but then he's also try- constantly trying to hide his schizophrenia. And it's, you know, as soon as you say schizophrenia, people think of like, you know, mass shooters and things. And it's yeah. Like, and things like, no, that don't no. even, yeah. If you're exactly. taking your meds, you know, like it's, it's no. <laughs> and even if so. you're not like, you're much more likely to be somebody who's, who's victimized rather than like, because it's like, most people right. don't do that. Most people with schizophrenia are sitting there like, you know, seeing stuff and, and like, like being terrified. It's terrifying. It can be terrifying to have schizophrenia or at Absolutely. least very confusing and depressing, you or, know? So uh, it's usually yeah, paranoia yeah. and stuff. Right. And so you, you're usually kind of just like hiding, you know, like hiding mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. And that's the thing, like, you know, people who have chronic mental health issues, everybody knows. And if they don't, they do it subconsciously. You have to mask, yeah. you know, and you have to mask what you're dealing with. And it's all these little things. Right. So like when I go out, like I, I will speak more slowly. I will purposely kind of keep my face less like, hi, how are you? Cause I look like a <laughs> freaking ridiculous person. But like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and, and I have to kind of, you know, mask a little bit and kind of be like grown up or whatever. And like, you know, just kind of like, and, and uh, I can't, I can't let my emotional state or, or whatever get the better of me. I have to pull myself out of these kind of zone out dissociations I get into as fast as possible. I have to shut my mouth when I catch myself talking out loud from like maladaptive daydreaming. And I look like I'm talking to somebody, but I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I almost got like a Bluetooth piece that I could just wear in my ear <laughs> That's a great so idea. that if I end up doing that on accident, like it just looks like, oh yeah, Carl, I'm going to go to the, uh, the, uh, you know, shop later and blah, blah. Cause I look, <laughs> I look like a crazy person, like <laughs> quote, quote unquote crazy person. Yeah. I, I've actually accidentally pocket dialed someone before it was in my chest pocket and I was in the middle of a conversation with myself and then they like yelled really loud so that I could hear and pick up the phone. They're like, who the fuck are you talking to? Oh my God. Oh, like, I would uh, die. Like, oh, yeah. oh no, What's I would up? die. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And, and I like, that's, you know, that's, that's always just really embarrassing because I'm a grown ass woman. I shouldn't be still like falling into these things, but I do. It's, 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 it's a compulsion. I don't even realize I'm doing it mm-hmm. until I'm already doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and so it's just, you know, it's just so not fun. <laughs> talking about this stuff and stigma and you know, we're kind of talking about some serious issues and all this. So how how do how do you what's the fine line of humor and like not being offensive? I, I noticed you and another Instagram person, I think she's bipolar lady. I can't remember what her. Are you talking about the bipolar wife? It doesn't matter. But but the conversation was about um, uh, memes are like are you know glamorizing mental illnesses. Do memes do that? And so because you do make memes and post memes about mental illness, but there is a fine line, right? And and, and also yes. we just had Halloween and like the insane person costume and all this stuff. Like so. What is that fine line for you? Like, 
I know it's a kind of a no. It's it's totally good. No, not at all. I think it's an important question. Um, and it's, I mean, uh, I think that I think that there's a lot of nuance that goes into talking about anything. You know, like that that we as humans, ninety nine percent of the time, are going to kind of be able to feel. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think who's making the joke, why they're making the joke, what joke they're making. Those are the three questions. You know what I mean? Who's making the joke? Is it somebody who's experiencing it or is it somebody who doesn't know what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, what joke is it? Is it a joke that's kind of mocking them or is it a joke that kind of says, brothers, do you not feel this as well? Right. You know, like, or, hey, this is something dumb. Let's kick its bat. Let's kick its ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, why is the joke being done? Is it being done to hurt people? Or is it being done to educate people? Is it, or is it being done just to kind of dry some tears and make somebody smile about crappy things they're going through? You know what I mean? So far, that's a beautiful answer. <laughs> thank well done. I think. Thank you. I think. I think that's that's kind of the thing. And obviously, you know, I use those two. If you'll notice, I don't make reels or a huge amount of memes or anything about issues that I don't experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will include everyone when I am advocating and I will give general information about stuff that's readily available, like, you know, the differences between personality disorders and mood disorders and neurodivergencies and mental illnesses. Those are just facts that you could just find out. Right. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. speak to someone's experience that I don't have. I'm not going to make a video about being autistic because I'm not autistic. I'm not going to make a video about having ASPD because I don't have ASPD. You know what I mean? What's that? Like antisocial personality disorder, otherwise known as sociopathy. But, you know, I'm not going to make, but it is, but it is a real disorder that people Mm. deal with. And it's, it is also not necessarily what everybody says it is, but right. Sometimes it is, but not always, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to speak to things that don't apply to me. Um, when I do make a joke, I make it in a brothers, do you feel seen kind of way, or, Hey, you're not alone kind of way, or am I right? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like that kind of thing. And if I can, I'll make something where I can then go on and talk about it, you know, like in the caption or like, I'll make something informative if I can. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't like letting a good meme go to waste. And if I have your attention, I might as well say something important. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and I mean, you know, it's, it's the nuance thing. It, it basically boils down to, oh, you probably, maybe you didn't. There's a show called King of the Hill. Have you ever seen it? Oh, darn it. I don't live on the moon lady. No, I didn't know. I don't know. Like I, I have every TV show you have. Okay. All right. Good. So have you seen King of the Hill? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's this episode, there's this episode where Bobby listens. I think to a, a comedian who's basically a ripoff of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Oh, and he, yeah, no, exactly he makes the jokes about the black experience, but then Bobby decides to make jokes about the black experience. And it's like, yeah. Bobby, you can't do that as like a toe-headed white boy. Like, no, it's not, it's not going to read the same, you know, <laughs> like, cause it's not, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so like, that's kind of the line I think. And then, and people, people can feel when you're mocking them versus when you're trying to connect. So yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, and it's weird too because because of, uh, of this whole 
cancel culture right now and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. not that I'm anyone important that can be canceled. <laughs> but in, in the future, if something happens, I mean, I you never know. The world, <laughs> you never uh, know. Yeah, I guess. But um, but still, it's 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 a weird it's a weird time. But at the same time, I I feel like uh, you're right that like like for the most part, people are just relating and and appreciating it than they are getting defensive about it and um yeah even even the ones where it is kind of pretentious in a way or kind of they're doing it all about the wrong reasons it's still i i don't want to call them out but i'm glad other people do you know what i mean because i just i just don't have the energy to argue (laughs) it's like oh good they're doing it okay have Adam. exactly well it's like and then and then for me it's like there's also a very fine line like i'm if i like I'm going to say things as courteously as I can. I'm going to include things that are worth including. I'm going to be, you know, reasonably sensitive in my explanations or my jokes or whatever. I'm going to do my best not to cross the line. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you still have an issue with me and what I'm saying, <laughs> congratulations. I, you know, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I never like. Uh, you know, I'm all I'm all up for someone clapping back. I'm all up for someone, you know, like not wanting to listen to someone anymore. I'm all for any of that, like you know. But it's like you get to a point where you just know there's going to be somebody who's just too precious for this joke, and they're going to show up, and they're going to make themselves known, and they're going to tell you to take it down or whatever. And it's like, or they're going to sit there and get mad at you for the part you say that's very important truth. Has and I'm happened? very, like I said, um, yeah, I've gotten, I've, I've gotten some people like trying to just early on to some people who were all like, you wouldn't know you, this, you, that, like, blah, blah, you know, nothing about mental illness. I'm like, have you looked at my page? Like, <laughs> but, but, I'm wicked crazy lady. And I had, yeah, no. And I had this lady who was like, just so you know, using this specific word is a little bit. Uh, triggering to some people in this specific niche community. So maybe we want to be a little more sensitive next time. I'm like, maybe we want to shove this message up your ass because I don't care. Like <laughs> you're yeah, one of those people where yeah. the rules is changed, where the rules are changing every 10 minutes and I can't keep up and I'm not going to keep up, yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm, I know what, I know what polite is. I know what reasonable is and I'm not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not keeping up with that, you know, or what appropriate is or exactly like, yeah. you know, I'm not, not stupid. Usually. Yeah. Usually <laughs> I might be psychotic. I'm not stupid. Psychotic. I'm not stupid. No, I actually, that was a, that was an idea for a t-shirt. I wanted to print like it was, it was I may be crazy, but at least I'm not stupid. <laughs> and just sit there with like a little, you know, <laughs> pointing at you face. <laughs> uh, you were talking earlier about how when you are in psych, I, I don't think I've ever been in psychosis. It's hard to say because I was drunk at the time <laughs> also, but uh, it was maybe just disassociation. I don't know. But anyway, uh, you were saying- That can happen when you're in, ha- under under like an influence of drug or whatever. You can have drug-induced psychosis. Uh, Alcohol-induced probably as well. I don't even know. But I know drug-induced definitely. It was right before a suicide attempt and it was like, um, I, I wasn't like hammered. I had a few drinks basically, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I don't know what it's like to be psychosis, I don't think. But anyway, um, but you were Being saying- Being on just a little bit of LSD without any good euphoric feelings. With the paranoia. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so smoke a lot of weed with a little bit of LSD. Just a little bit of LSD running through, kind of weaving through your day, like, you know, a ribbon and ice cream. Um, sorry. Um, what was the point I was making? Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Oh, uh, so when you've had psychosis, you, you could tell that, okay, this is like, or at least you've learned or you've been able to recognize this is psychosis, but it doesn't make it feel any less real. And I can relate to that because it's not with psychosis, but with like depression and anxiety, I, I lowered my meds recently or a few months ago and I was just like a bundle of nerves and I was a wreck and I, and I realized, oh, I think I'm having withdrawal. And so it was like, you, you'd think like, oh, this is withdrawal. That's what's happening. And you'd feel better. But no, <laughs> it still feels completely real and scary. And even though I know knew what was happening and why it was happening, it, it did not make it any less real. So yeah, no, I've, no, absolutely. And, and it's kind of like, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like taking extra wheels off of the bike. You know what I mean? Like the bike's not going to be as steady as it, you know, on its own as it was with the wheels on. You took the wheels off and now you have to do more work mm -hmm. to make sure that you learn how to deal with this new, less steady version of this bike. Right. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's just, it's not going to be, you know, stabilized by those extra wheels. And some people, they're not going to be able to drive without those training or ride without those training wheels. But if you can, it's good to have them taken off like like you're doing with lowering your medication but like you said it, you're not you're not gonna be more stable you have to kind of like prop yourself up now and like that's that's just it's it's harder it can be yeah. worth it definitely but it's just yeah. harder you know what well, i mean i i might go back up i'm not sure i'm undecided um, about three weeks ago, I was like, oh, damn, I got to go back up again. But then I've had a couple of good weeks. So it's like, and like you said, gaslighting yourself is huge when it comes to mental illness. Because absolutely, I've said many times, I wish I, I was like, my mental illness was more like uh, diabetes or something. I could just take a blood test and I know exactly what's wrong. And I have 100% exactly. proof. <laughs> there it is. The paper says. Recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, it's, yeah, you're playing head games with yourself. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, I, um, I, I take my, like my kind of diabetes test is a mood app that I use and I record my mood mm. like once to a few times a day and it creates a graph and I can see like if I've been going up or if I've been dipping down. Mm. And so it creates something for me to see, but it's still like, sometimes like I've, there's so many feelings going on that I'm like, I honestly don't know how I'm feeling at all. Like, I'm like, how are yeah. you feeling? Like, I have no freaking, I don't know. I don't know. I like, am I tired? It, am I, I anxious? Know. Am yeah. I, am I fine? Am I depressed? Am I happy? Like, am I cool? Am I like, I don't even know. It feels like all of it at once, but like, yeah. um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, and all I will say is with your decision about your meds, mm -hmm. don't make it like, I call it like a, a an ego choice. I know. Like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be on these meds because then the idea, because of the idea of being on medication, I'm not trying to be all big pharma or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Also, the idea of being on medication, like, oh, look at me, I'm on Medicaid. Like, it should, it should be strictly about how you're feeling and what you feel you can cope with. And mm -hmm. that's it. And be as honest with yourself as possible. And, and I will tell you, you like the same thing, like I tell other people, you know. Like if, if you 
have, you know, a, a physical illness and there is a pill that you take that can help the symptoms of it not be so bad. It's obvious you'd take that pill. No questions asked. People take, you know, heart medication. People take, you know, psoriasis medication. People take medication for diabetes, for all kinds of stuff. If this is something that is chronic, this is something that is likely not to go away, even if it's episodic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is no shame in taking something that might help you. Do you know what I mean? If if it's available, then, and the only reason you're saying no is because you're like, I don't want to pay big pharma or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, then that's not a real reason because it's like, oh, I have a migraine. Well, here, have a Tylenol. No, like why? You know, (laughs) just take it, you know? I know. But, you know. Yeah, I also don't want to medicate just because you're scared or whatever, but like, you know, that's, I don't think that's as common. But it was like three years ago, I actually went off my meds altogether with the work of my doctor and it was a fucking nightmare. Like the withdrawal from my meds was insane. It, yeah. it like, I mean, I incrementally, slowly, 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 slowly went off and it was still a nightmare. But so anyway, it was like, I finally was done all my withdrawal. And so it was like that monkey was off my back. But about three months later, I was like, oh, shit, I, I have to go back on. And it was like it was almost like I was kick, I was digging my heels in because I had fought through so much withdrawal. It just seemed like a, a waste to go back on. And I, I ran into a friend of mine and uh, actually her and her husband have been so amazing, so supportive of me over the years. But anyway, uh, I ran into her at the gas station here in town and uh she asked me how I was doing because clearly I wasn't doing well. And she and she said, you know, Todd, you know, I have high blood pressure. And every time my blood pressure gets normalized, it's like, oh, I can go off my meds now. And every time my blood pressure drops and I end up, sometimes I may even end up in the hospital. And she said, everybody's got something and it, there's no shame in taking it. And I, I gave her a big hug and I started crying. It was like the next day I started going back on my meds. So, so Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A lot of people don't realize it's like, I'm feeling great. Yeah, because your meds are working. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. And it's 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 such a vicious cycle because I'm even like that with work. It's like, you know, I'm getting overwhelmed. So then I I don't work for a while or have a part time job. And then I start feeling good. It's like, hey, I'm better. I'm good now. And then so then I start working full time again and then I get overwhelmed again. And then I Mm -hmm. was like, oh, shit, like, when am I going to just accept that maybe I can't have a high paying full time job because I. You know what? I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. I'm right there as well. It's like, I got, I lost when I was in my last depressive episode, which was, like I said, it was, it lasted about a year and a half to two years, Hmm. like, like 19, 20 months, whatever. Hmm. Um, and for a good, probably 12 of those months, at least every day I was crying and panicking. Um, some days it would be a long cry. Some days it would be just like, you know, catching myself for about 10 minutes or whatever. And I would have like a panic attack, like multiple times a day or like once a day. And, you know, it's like, I was just mentally, mentally, I was not well, we'll just say that, um, <laughs> uh, spiritually also no, no, I'm sorry. It was a joke. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but they, the meds that I was taking, you know, weren't even working. And I, I got, I've got fired from three jobs in a row over like, um, I don't know, five month period, six month period. I mean, it was quick, you know, Mm. and they all decided to say that they laid me off because they felt bad for me because they had to let me go because I was, I kept having to leave and go cry in the bathroom. 
Right. You know what I mean? So like they were trying so that like the next guy didn't see I got fired, you know, right. like they were like trying to be nice about it. But like the truth was I got fired, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, and so there's I, I realized, you know, there are some things that you are going to be able to handle and some things that you are not. And, you know, but the thing the thing also, too, about you were saying about going off meds because it feels like they're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Saying like go off your meds because it feels like oh great they're working now you know yeah um and it's like when you have bipolar disorder it's even worse because one you're thinking oh I feel very stable I'm gonna go off my meds and it's like no don't do that yeah. um and then they always regret it ask any bipolar person what happened when they said oh I think I can go off my meds and it doesn't end well ever mm. um <laughs> <laughs> and uh but a lot of them a lot of us like. We say we understand how dangerous mania is, but we don't really take it. A lot of us don't really, I, I try to, but like a lot of us don't really take it that seriously, even though we should, because we're only human and mania is hands down, especially in the beginning of it, the best feeling that any human being will ever feel in terms of euphoria mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. Your reality your entire reality is incredible. You are on every single street drug that makes you feel good and empowered and awake and motivated and everything like that. And like, you, you know, you think to yourself, oh, it would like you have these fantasies. Oh, yeah, it'd be cool if like I had superpowers or like if I could do no wrong or like if I could, you know, you know, make a million dollars next week and blah, blah. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. When you are manic, that is real. You you are, you do have magic powers. You are amazing. You are going to rule everything. You have all the best ideas. You are the sexiest thing to ever walk the planet. You are amazing. You are the smartest. You are all these kinds of things. Everything good that could possibly happen and, and impossibly happen is real for you. Hmm. You know what I mean? And like, hmm. it's this wonderful, incredible feeling. And also this very blissful feeling like, nothing is going to go wrong for me nothing ever again and then it's amazing and like and 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 so a lot of people know and and so when you have that it's kind of cruel really because you have that and it usually shows up after or in between periods of severe depression and i think you know you have depression and you've you've dealt with depression and stuff obviously when you feel that bad and then you match it with feeling that good you can imagine why somebody who has felt that bad now wants to feel that good. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is not take your meds and it can happen. And so to ask people <laughs> to take their meds when they have bipolar, they're like, why do bipolar people go off their meds? That's why. That's why they do it because they want to feel like that. And what they forget every single time, it's like every mom who has multiple children is all like, you know, you forget about, you know, how all the bad parts of when you were pregnant and giving birth last time because you want to do it this time. It's the same thing when you're manic. You forget how horribly it ended last time. You forget, you know, how actually bad it started feeling after a while because just like getting way too high is not a good feeling either that's mm -hmm. kind of what happens it's a lot like being on every single street drug because you're first on it and you're like this is incredible and then you're on it too much and you get too high and it's really upsetting and you feel like you're going to explode and you don't know what's going on and you get psychotic and all this other stuff and then it starts coming down and you're just grasping onto the last little fumes of it that you can and, and freaking out. And then you crash down from it. And when you crash down from it, you wake up 
and you're not psychotic anymore. You're very much stable and sober to a point. And you look around and you realize what you've done, whatever that is, whether that be that you went bankrupt, whether that be that you crashed your car, you went to jail, you, you know, you, you, your family fell apart because you did something that you can't undo, you know, all kinds of things, or just, you've got all of this stuff in your house. That's like halfway done that you're never going to finish whatever you look around and you're like, Oh my God, what, what, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and you crash down into a depression. Usually. That sounds a lot like addiction. In a way. Yes. Yes. It, it acts, it behaves that way. And you crash down and you've crashed and that's all your feel good. That mania was using and it's gone. Huh. And now you're down. And the thing is the, the higher you go, the harder you fall. Right. And so I've, learned that now. And I've tried to catch myself because even though the last thing I wanted to do was take my medicine and make it go away, I knew that I had to, because the last big depressive, the depressive episode I had was the most horrifying thing that's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. It was absolute horror. And I don't ever want to feel that way again. And I probably will at some point, but I don't right now. And I don't want it to happen. And I've been feeling it kind of knock at the door you know, and I've been trying to just kind of keep the door closed, you know, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But, but that's, that's why it's really hard. And that's why a lot of people are like, you know, and that's why I have a catchphrase basically on my page for my fellow people who are bipolar. Remember mania hates you. Remember mania is not your friend. Mania hates you. It wants you to do badly. And because everyone's like, oh, I love it. It's like, no, you don't get rid of it, you know, cause it's not a good thing. Right. You know, hmm. sounds like a heroin high. Not that I've done heroin. It's it's close. It's like, and it's it's really unsettling for people around you as well. It's like the best yeah. way I could describe. And people are like, oh, why why what's wrong with being manic? You get all this stuff done. You do this, bar, 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 you know. And it's like, okay, imagine you tell a joke, and it's I don't know, it's a dad joke, right? So there's a little like, ha ha, you know, someone kind of laughs at it, but then that one guy in the room laughs. And then he laughs a little too long. Mm. And then his laugh gets a little more like, ha, 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 ha. And the laughter just gets bigger until he's playing like, ah, 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 ah. you know, like and his eyes are just huge. And he's like crying and it's like Joker laughing now. And like, it's really scary. And like, everyone's like, what's going That's mania. That's how it progresses. And <laughs> so you don't want it to get to that point, you know, like yeah. where you sound like you should be in Arkham Asylum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've definitely had mania, but it's not like, I'm not saying I'm bipolar, but I've definitely, cause even with depression, I mean, there's swings of weird shit like that. And, and even my mom, if I'm like having a really good time, she'll like pull me aside and like, I'm worried about you. You're having a good time. <laughs> She's worried. Cause I'm going to crash. Right. She's worried about I'm being manic or something. It's like, right. Which is well, you know, fair enough, but yeah. And and the thing with like with with real mania, like this go this can go on for, for weeks. In fact, a real diagnostic tool is it's two weeks or longer. Mm-hmm. So you don't sleep more than you know an hour to like three hours a night, if that, mm-hmm. maybe not at all, for weeks or How months. About your libido. Because I noticed you posted something about sexual Yes, something. that's so when, yeah, so it's like, so obviously you get, you get the crazy that people get when they're not sleeping, but then like on top of that, yeah, no, there's hypersexuality. Hypersexuality is just awful. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's awful. 
Um, and I'll tell you why. When you're manic, it's like it's like you're you're shoving the gas down on a car that's in park. And like you just you're like like it's revving really, really high, and you're restless and you can't take off. You know what I mean? And like there's no and it comes out in all kinds of ways, but including with hypersexuality. And what happens is it's like like um, like if imagine if you were really really thirsty or it's like a mosquito bite right i do i do it like this because this a is something that people no 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 because the first one's an impossible scenario but this one happens so okay. like if you have a mosquito bite or a bunch of mosquito bites right mm-hmm. and you can't scratch them and finally you kind of have to give in and scratch them and it feels really good to scratch them but then the minute yeah. that you stop you're itchy again in fact you're even more itchy now so now you got to scratch it more and more and more and it gets more and more irritated and inflamed and itchy that's your libido mm. it's not fun like because nothing helps and mm. you get into this point where you're this single-minded like you're just a libido at some points and that's why a lot of people get in trouble like if you know they're in a relationship yeah. or if you know they're a parent or whatever and stuff hits the fan and everything and it's like and it's hard, you know, or like people miss work so that they can stay home with like, you know, X tube, you know, like, uh, you know, just all kinds of silly stuff, you know. We don't have X tube in Canada. <sighs> Come on. I'm kidding. <laughs> we probably do. <laughs> we probably do. We don't have the internet in Canada. <laughs> we don't have, yes, we, 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 we send messenger pigeons to get each other porn. messages and <laughs> porn. <laughs> send nudes <laughs> oh it's all stuck together <laughs> it's all like ripped in his little like toe ring thing he wears he could hardly fly <laughs> <laughs> no. but like yeah but like that's the thing and so and that's how it is with almost everything and it's like you know you 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 have these flight of ideas and these words that are coming out fast it's like my husband recognizes when i'm manic now because i have what he calls mania face right like even when it's resting like this is just normal resting but like manic it's just a little bit like just a little bit more like you know what i mean it's <laughs> like the eyes are just a little bit wider you know for you can see the whites around the pupils for those of you listening she looks a little more manic <laughs> but it's like you know the eyes the eyes open just just wider so you can see the whites around the pupils a little <laughs> the, the the grin is a little wider you know like and, and the speech is the- faster your character on Instagram. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like, and, and you know, this, uh, and so, you know, you can just tell. And well, you look question. at someone who's manic and you're like, oh, this person has either just fucked up, is fucking up, or is about to fuck up. <laughs> oh, God, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and by the way, I also no. wanted to uh, say how cool it is, I think, that you wrote the children's book that you wrote. Totally different oh. subject. But I... Yep. I'm very close to someone who was a little boy and lost his father to depression. Hmm. And uh, he said, he's like, I wish I'd had that book when I was a kid. And yes. And, and I know that there's going to be a lot of kids because, you know, depression looks as scary as it feels a lot of the time, you know, and, and you know that, and I know that. And so it's like for a kid, it must be so confusing. Absolutely. Either their parent, especially, I would even go so far as to say, especially a father when most men, you know, don't usually, yay, something, yeah, there (laughs) it is. I love it. I love it. No, and it's like, you know, especially when men are usually so stoic, much more stoic than women will say, Mm -hmm. you know, to see that is got, it's like, it's, it's scary. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, and and so I think I it's really cool that you've got that going. Well, thank you. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I was gonna say I'm not proud of a lot of things, but maybe I'm. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I am proud of this book, though. I, I think you should really be because it's. I mean, it took me. Well, well, actually, the very first draft of this was five years ago today, the day I quit drinking. Oh, very cool. Very um, cool. Yeah. Um, so it took me about four years to actually finish it because, uh, you know, I might be ADHD and I had hyper focus and then not care. About Have periods about of hyper focus. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> it's like you hyper focus for like a few weeks to a month and you're like, okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, New fixation yeah. for a bit and then you go back to it. Well, it's funny a real passion. I, I'm not sure if I'm ADHD, but I relate to all ADHD memes. So maybe that, maybe that right there is a, That's a clue right there. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've known, you know what? It's so funny. Cause it's like, I've known that I had ADHD since I was about five. It was, mm. you know, my, my school counselor told my mother, basically um, nobody knew what to do with it though. And so it's like, I see all these other adults who were like, Oh, you got diagnosed so early. I've, I wish that I'd known if I had known my life would have been so different. I'm all like, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> you'd still feel, you'd still feel like a loner. You'd still feel like a loser. Like you were crazy or stupid, or you'd be down on yourself. It's just that now you'd know why right. you'd have a name for it, but you'd still Which feel again. exactly the same way. And exactly. nobody knew what to do to help you anyway. Because yeah. there was nothing, you know. So it's like <laughs> I like how you got closer to the camera when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> no one will help you anyway. No, no one would help you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. No one would help. No one would help them, and no, hardly anybody helps them today. It's like it's really unfortunate, but you know. Yeah, it's funny how that ADHD is like. I don't know. When I was a kid, well, th that was never really taboo. Yeah, I mean, there's a stigma around it, but it was never taboo stigma. Talking about your kid having ADHD was more like. The the stereotype I have of ADHD is like the hyperactive kid that wouldn't shut up and wouldn't stop walking around the room and, you know. Kind of a Bart Simpson kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like, so that's where some of the doubts I had about if I had ADHD because I'm like, well, I was never like that. Yeah. But. I had a friend yeah. who was like that. Yeah. So maybe I don't have the H. Maybe I'm just ADD. Well, that's ADD, yes, and 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 even the H, it's like that's some kids, but they are the ones that get diagnosed. See, and the other ones aren't quite like them, so they go amiss, especially little girls. And you know, like the H might be in there, maybe, maybe like because I've been like kind of squirming and fidgeting and kind of moving and stuff around. Like that's the H, and that's all the H has ever been for me. I see. It's just okay. kind of like, kind of like, mm, like I have to like squiggle, or sometimes I just yeah, yeah. really gotta move my leg. My husband's like, "Will you stop?" I'm like, "No." Oh man, I'm a leg bouncer. Yeah, it's yes. like my leg is constantly. Bub, 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 bub. Yes, yeah. or like I have to touch stuff, you know, like all the time. Like you know, like I just love like touching interesting textures and all that. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm totally ADHD. Probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel that familiarity like, talking with you. <laughs> I'm like suicidal in the ER, and I'm still like touching the gadgets on the wall. What's this do? What's this? Oh, yeah. Beep beep. Oh, oops. Okay, you gonna put that? <laughs> exactly. You gotta touch things. You gotta see stuff. It's like that was the problem. I loved antique shops, but my mom was always so nervous taking me in because I gotta pick everything up. She's like, "Stop picking things up. You You'll break things? it. It's like old. Yes, especially like old books and stuff like that. Hmm. Yes." <laughs> Yeah, especially if it's like, again, if it's like in an antique shop or something, like I want to smell the old on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm very sensory. Like it drives my wife nuts. Because it's <laughs> like she'll do our laundry, like our bedding. 
and then I'll go to bed. She goes to bed a couple hours before I do. So then, but then I'm tossing and turning and like, you put the wrong pillow in the wrong order and the wrong, you know, pillow cover on the wrong pillow. And it's like, it has to be just so because of the, the texture on my ear or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, my oh, yeah, I have a very, bed. yeah, I have a very specific way I need to sleep. My husband says, uh, calls it hamstering. Cause you know how they just kind of keep digging and kind of like burrowing and like every little twitch until they get just so and then like, just like burrowing into the chips. Yeah, Like that's me. I'm just sitting there like every little thing, like, Oh, it's not quite the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my oldest son, he's now he's, he'll be 17 in a couple of weeks. There, there's times where he like has to leave the room cause I'm driving him nuts. Cause I have a nose thing. It's like, <laughs> I can't get my nose comfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah. The yeah. Inside, For me, like, it's my cheeks. Yeah, so I, I do a lot of jaw stuff, but yeah, he'd be like, will you fuck? Like, there's times he'll swear at me. Will you fucking stop doing that with your nose? Then it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was doing it again, wasn't I? I, I uh, yeah, I've got, I've got little things like that too. Something, something that's uh, reminded me of that actually, it's, um, it's gone past just kind of the like, you know, fidgeting or whatever, things like that. Like since the psychosis has started blooming and the the kind of like a little bit of the schizophrenia sprinkle has happened, like you make it sound beautiful. <laughs> it's blooming and sprinkling. It's nice. I, it's better than saying since I've been getting a little more schizophrenic. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to put it as though it's a new evolution in who I am, you know, <laughs> it has blossomed into this new evolution of myself. But like, no, like <laughs> I, I've developed these like motor tics a little bit. So it's like all of a sudden I'll be talking and then I'll just be like, meh, you know, <laughs> like, oh. like my shoulder will kind of like meet my chin or something. Or like, you know, like I'll kind of like my knee will kind of jerk up like somebody touched me or something. And I, I was just like, that's not a cute look. And then I get stressed out or embarrassed. So it gets worse. And, you know, it uh-huh. just keeps going like, oh, my God. Like, I hate I hate when it, and it always happens at the grocery store. And it's like the last place, like, is a super public place that you want it to happen. Because you can't, it's like, I have to wear, like, a little, like, sign, like, on my back. Like, please do not laugh at me. I am disabled. You know, like, <laughs> like what do I do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't. So it's Tourette's-ish in a way. It is. It is. It's not quite Tourette's. It's certainly. It's not Tourette's. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something I've only had as an adult as well. Um, okay. But uh, you know, I. It's. It's. It's super fun, and I know that I annoy my husband because anything that we're sitting on where you can move it and the other person feels it like all of a sudden, right. you know, he'll be like relaxing and then just like, like all of a sudden, like. <laughs> Mini earthquake. <laughs> I, I, I've been that way, but it was always when I was like, when I first quit drinking or I was like in real depressive spots or I, 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 I dare to say I've had some PTSD ish moments too. And it's, and when I'm like writing those laws, that's when I'll be like, yeah, can I do that weird kind of thing? <laughs> I'm just like, boom, I'm twitching. Especially when I'm like just falling asleep and I'll just like, Suddenly, my entire body just goes. Burr! Yeah, that's a, that's actually a thing. That's called a hypnagogic jerk. Oh, a hypnagogic jerk, and that is something that can happen to people. Uh, but it basically, it's it's kind of that sensation where all of a sudden you feel like you missed a step going downstairs, yeah, yeah. even if you weren't yeah. necessarily thinking of it, and then you just wake up like you're falling or something. Right. Um, that's yeah, that's. Well, it's not that falling feeling. 
It's not the falling feeling. It's just does that. Yeah. It's the jolting feeling, that shocking yeah. jolt that you feel when you're tripping, like that kind of right. same idea. But it's, I think that's your body trying to test and see if you're actually asleep or not. And usually it works, but every now and then it doesn't. Huh. But <laughs> like you your body it? will test. It's a hypnagogic jerk, I believe. That's how you say it. But basically it's when you're almost asleep and your body's like, oh, not yet. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or around those same times too, I, I, I do like, I, as I'm falling asleep or even as I'm just watching TV, like as my body's starting to relax, I'd, I'll actually make noises with my mouth, just go, uh. <laughs> yeah, that might be another I'm version like, what the of hell it. Did that come from? Like, mm, mm. Like, what the hell am I making noise? What? It's been a long time. Honey, yeah. your your wife's like what? <laughs> but and that that is better though than the other than the other way around where your mind wakes up but your body doesn't because that's kind of your body waking up when your mind's already kind of drifting. But like when your mind wakes up and your body doesn't, that happens to me. It's a uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Sleep paralysis, and that is like the most terrifying single experience that I've ever had in my life because that like you literally do see like demons and you can't move and you're trapped and like, they're going to get you, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's hard. Like I'm smiling and giggling, but that shit's terrifying. Like <laughs> I, I, there's not a lot, <laughs> there's not a lot of other things that I would put that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually when I quit drinking, I think it was about, I was home from the hospital, maybe a couple nights and I was sleeping on the couch because I couldn't sleep in bed. And a similar thing happened. Like, I would not wake up. It wasn't sleep paralysis. It was like I was having a nightmare, and I just could not wake up. Mm. And I I was yelling no so loud that I woke up my son, and he had to come out of his room into the living room and wake me up. It's like a night terror. I guess. I don't know. And then once Yeah, when you wake up, up screaming... Or yelling or whatever that's but, usually. But I wasn't waking up. I was just like, no, like I was have this horrible nightmare. Um, and yeah, I just could not wake up. And then once I did wake up and I knew I was awake, it didn't matter. Like I, I like freaked out. I had the biggest panic attack. Like I could not stop crying. I was uncontrollable to the point that my wife was like, what do I do? What do I do? What, what, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what can I, how can I help? And yeah. she was freaking out because I'm freaking out. It was just, that, that is kind of like what a, a night terror is because you're like, you're screaming or whatever and you're asleep and somebody may have to wake you up. But when you wake up, you're freaking out. Yeah. Like, and you need to like calm down. But like, those are, that's a big one. Like, those are big ones. Yeah. Like what you're describing, like some, cause like my husband will have that sometimes. And all of a sudden, like this escalating, just kind of like wailing will come from him and I have to kind of wake him up a little bit. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he goes back to sleep. But sometimes for other people, like you said, like you can wake up and have this full panic, you know, kind of thing going on or whatever. Yeah. We're covering a lot of craziness. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a topic. I'm on it. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about your body dysphoria or whatever. What's it called again? Body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. So body dysmorphia uh, is it's basically, well, the thing that kind of it, it should be immediately equated to, it is in the family of OCD disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders. Mm. Um, it's in the same kind of wing of that family as say like eating disorders, mm. uh, mm -hmm. which I've also dealt with. But for me, I'm already dealing with so many things that talking about that as well just seems like it's 
too many things to throw in the mix and it's not, you know what I mean? Like everyone's going to get confused. Um, but I have, I have dealt everything. with them. Uh, seriously, it's going to start being like, oh, you're faking. You can't. It's like, no, it's what happens when you're fucked up. But like, you know, <laughs> I've been on both spectrums of that, like where it's restrictive and binging. You know, I binged really bad for several years whenever I would get depressed and I would be literally like sick to my stomach, feeling like I'm going to throw up. I would pause eating until I didn't feel like I was going to throw up. And then I'd eat some more. Like it wouldn't stop. Like I couldn't stop. It was the only thing that made me feel like I was going to be happy. Hmm. And then I was all the way on the other end of the spectrum as well, where I would freak out at the idea of having half of a candy bar. And 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 some girl told me that 10 steps on stairs burned one French fry. So I would literally sit there and count out my French fries. And then I would walk the appropriate amount of stairs up and down and up and down to get rid of them. Like, I mean, I've been, I've been on both ends of these things where it's like, I wouldn't eat at all. And we'd have like the pine float that me and other girls who were like me would kind of joke about, which is water with a toothpick in it, mm. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? And it's so, but it's in that family, but you know, you've got, uh, uh, you, you think of like an anorexic girl or boy or a bulimic person, and they will always see themselves as fat or not thin enough, even though they may actually be quite thin or they may just not right. be fat or whatever. They may still see, oh, it's still not enough. It's still not good enough. It's still this, it's still that. And they'll fixate on it and they'll sit there and be like, oh my God, or they'll pinch and pull at their bodies for like ages, on, you know, or they won't look at themselves or they wear baggy clothes so mm-hmm. they don't have to look at their bodies and stuff. And that's, that's, that's most, most people with eating disorders on that end have some kind of body dysmorphia because that's what body dysmorphia is. You can have it without having an eating disorder, but most people with eating disorders, if it's for the traditional reasons, have Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's also about needing to have control and all that other noise, but that's a whole different thing. Um, But basically it's this thing where I will literally see a different face Mm -hmm. depending on what state I'm in when I look in the mirror and sometimes it's okay. And a lot of times it's really, really not okay. Like what I see and I don't want to be anywhere near it. Um, and I don't want to show it to anyone. I I've gotten better than, than I was when I started my page, when I started my page, somebody demanded that somebody who's paranoid demanded that I send them an actual photo of my face without any filter was like, oh, you know, I, I just, I just don't believe you're all filters, you're all filters. And they were my friends. So I'm like, okay. So I took a photo of myself and I sent it and I literally had a panic attack for the next 20 minutes. Like I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And so I've gotten better now. Um, I still, I still kind of use things to help me feel more comfortable making content because I'm like, I can either be in therapy for two years or three years until I get over this and then make content, or I can just make it now and accept that this is something I'm dealing with. And I've been trying to kind of gradually step it down, but it's really hard. And it's gotten to a point where it's like, it's affected the way the lighting is in my house. I don't do overhead lighting. I don't do under lighting because then it highlights the things that freak me out. Um, the mirrors and reflective surfaces are very strategically placed. I couldn't look, my old house had one of the, like a glassy kind of finish on the microwave. So it reflected, you know, I couldn't look at myself in the microwave. Like it freaked me out in the kitchen. I didn't want to do it. Like I had to put sticky notes over my camera 
like my preview, like on like meetings and stuff, I couldn't do it. I would spend hours trying to arrange stuff so that it was like perfect. Like I, I didn't go out places. I, I couldn't, I took, uh, I set up a thing on my phone for a voice command that did just like a, a little like ticker count, like thing, you know, like when you just wanted to keep tally of something like, and it was a phrase and I said it one day, every time one of these thoughts about you know, my appearance just being horrendous or like, oh my God, I look old or, oh my God, I look this or, oh my God, I look that. And I just did a tally of it every single time. And I did it actually for several days and I worked it out. I was having a mini panic attack over this once every 15 minutes on Mm. average every day. And when I say every day, I mean every day, every single day, it's on my mind at one point or another. It's there in the background. It's in the foreground. It's somewhere. And like I said, I've been trying to kind of redirect it lately a little bit so that it's not because it's exhausting, but like it's something that literally, and it used to, especially when I'm depressed, it will eat at me all day long. And, And people are like, oh, well, you know, you do have some days where you don't think, no, I do not. No, sir. I could be having the best day ever. And even when you're manic? No, when I was when I I, I well, yes. Yes. Mm. Even when I was manic, because I was still using those filters when I was manic because I couldn't handle it. It was making me more angry than than sad or upset. But mm. you know, it, it was still there. I didn't feel it as much, but it was right. still there. And um it, it's just like it was it was this really exhausting thing, you know, and I I just, I didn't want to be around people for a long time because of it. And it gives you this many like, <gasps> you're like, kind of like panic, just all of a sudden like, <gasps> you know, like you can't take it, you know? And, and it, it, that's why it's obsessive compulsive because it's mm-hmm. on your mind. And then you either avoid all the reflections that you can, or when you do catch your reflection, you got to fix it. You got to pull at your skin or you got to like wear something or spend forever doing your makeup a certain way or covering this or like I don't like my arms so I'll sit there when I'm feeling bad and just like pull at my arms and stuff and it's just like and it, it's 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 not it's not fun because I want to be able to just enjoy my life I get panicky when I'm out and I forgot sunscreen you know what I mean like it's it's just this exhausting thing you know I keep it in my car like all this other noise you know so between that psychosis um manic mood mood uh, mood disorder um and neurodivergency of adhd you're a busy lady yeah i it's you know i i try to keep on top of my mind (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad you can and then you have this uh, amazing page where you make light of it all i try i try (laughs) and i hope that other people can make light of it too with me (laughs) so when you see people that have like intense uh plastic surgery to the point that they don't even look human anymore. Is that kind of a, the same thing? The likelihood that someone who has gotten immense amounts of plastic surgery that are noticeable has, doesn't have some kind of body dysmorphia is very, very slim because that's a, that's a symptom. If you have money and you have this, dis, and you have this disorder, you spend it. And you spend yeah. it trying to fix it. And the problem is, as you can see, a lot of the time, it doesn't fix it. It right. makes it worse. 
Yeah. And yeah. you keep spending more and more money trying to fix it until you just make it look worse than it ever could have been, you know? And it's like, that's why I'm kind of glad because I can tell you if it was just me, I probably like, there are times where I'm like, Jesus, I would rather have this than pay rent. I would rather have this than buy myself food. Yeah. And it's pathetic. Like, why would you like, like, that's such a, that's so wrong. It's so messed mm-hmm. up, you know, but it's like, it's, it's true, you know, and it's like, and, and I, I don't like thinking that way. And there are a lot of things I like about how I look, you know, and it's just, it's just this extra bit. That's kind of, again, like a ribbon in the ice cream. You know what I mean? It just kind of mm-hmm. seeps its way in there, you know? Well, at the risk of sounding like a creep, you look lovely. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And you don't sound like a creep. That's very kind. <laughs> oh, good. Cause I am. So thank you. I didn't sound like <laughs> well, you've been hiding it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wearing pants. Oh, okay. I don't think anybody. <laughs> I, I, think I, there's like a surpri- I think there's a surprisingly large percentage of people who'd go to Zoom meetings and stuff who don't bother wearing pants. Just like, that. I feel like, I feel like. Just if, for a thrill? Maybe. I don't know. Like if you're, you know, you're at like a work Zoom meeting and you're just like, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Continue. I'm pooping. <laughs> exactly. Why do you have it on mute? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Why is your face turning red? No reason. Anyway, sorry that was dumb. Just feeling a little embarrassed. <laughs> Thank God we don't have smell of vision yet. Anyway, um, it just seems like a bad idea. Right out the gate, there's some people who I seriously I look at them and I'm like, I'm so glad I can't smell your breath right now. <laughs> just from looking at them, you know they have bad breath. You just look at some people, and I hate to be rude, but some people just. <laughs> look like they smell like hot dog water. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you don't like that smell? <laughs> it's not my fave. <laughs> like, you just like, I don't think I want to smell you, but thank you. <laughs> like, I'll bet, I'll bet you that like mint and gum sales went through the roof because for the first time in 2020, everyone was forced to smell their own breath. Because <laughs> I've put the mask on sometimes and I've been like, oh no. <laughs> Somebody pass some extra. Like, thank you so much, Haley. I had so much fun talking with you. And uh, the other day we did an Instagram live event thing, her and I, and I had a blast talking to her then too. So, uh, yeah, she's just a fun lady to talk to. So, thank you for that. And you can again, you can follow her on Mind Over Mood on Instagram. That's Mind Dot Over Dot Mood. And you can follow her account. Uh, since her and I have talked and recorded this interview, she's actually got thousands more people following her. So she keeps growing by hundreds a day. So yeah, get on that bandwagon and, and follow her. Uh, next episode, I am talking to a really, really nice guy named David Pope. He's from the UK and he's a grief counselor. And next week's episode is all about grief and how to deal with grief and 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 how to process it and all types of great things like that so uh he's such an incredibly nice man i'm really looking forward to releasing that episode uh and that will be in two weeks time so look forward to that thank you for listening and please subscribe rate and review however you are listening to this podcast it only takes a moment and it really helps the show out with getting noticed this episode has been sponsored by penny university bookstore 
3104 13th Avenue. Call 639-571-2186 and check out their online bookstore at pennyu.ca. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Conexus. Wellness, however you define it, is achievable. You don't even need to figure it all out by yourself. Talk to Conexus. They'll give you guidance, motivation, and the push you need to reach your goals. They've got you. They're your financial partner and they know you can achieve your very best, your financial best. Prove them right. Start right at Conexus Credit Union. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is also sponsored by Direct West. Are you a business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local, expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. If you are having a mental health crisis, please call the Canadian Crisis Number at 1-833-456-4566. In Saskatchewan, the mobile crisis team in Prince Albert is 306-764-1011. In Regina, it's 306-525-5333. And in Saskatoon, it's 306-933-6200. Don't forget to check out my children's book, Sometimes Daddy Cries. Sometimes Daddy Cries is told through the eyes of a boy whose father suffers from depression. He sees his dad get sad, rest, and even go to the hospital, all while comparing his father's depression to a physical ailment. Available on Amazon.ca. I'll see you next time. This is Todd Redebaum saying, make your beds and take your meds. Bye. Bye.